Welcome to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. My name is Dan Wonder, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications here at St. Louis Realtors. And I'm Kylie Beasley, Communications Specialist and your podcast producer. And today we are rounding off the year and kind of a year in review for 2022. And I am joined today by our CEO, Dan Sale, and our 2022 sadly outgoing president, Katie Berry. Hey, Dan. I'm glad to be here. Both Dan's. (laughs) (laughs) Likewise, Dan. Um, It's been a a fun-filled year, lots of great accomplishments, and uh, a lot of that is attributed to our fearless leader, Katie. Absolutely. Looking forward to chatting about some of it here today. Perfect. So to kick it off, um, Katie, do you have a highlight of 2022 that you would say that you had as president? You know, for me, it's really been the people. I've loved getting back um, to events and things like that. You know, we started doing that a little bit last year as well. But with the pandemic not coming to an end, but changing the way we do things, just getting back into events, seeing people and reconnecting with all the wonderful staff and volunteers really has been a highlight for me. Sure. And I mean, that's the thing I think that's always important to remember is that, you know, this association is the members. It's it's the people mm-hmm. here. And I think that's really what makes this place great. Yep. Well, for me, I would have to say that I'd have to look internally at the staff here at the organization. COVID took its toll. Uh, you know, we'd not been fully staffed since before COVID. Uh, for the first time this year, we became fully staffed. Uh, and that is having had a fair amount of turnover in the past year for various reasons. But when I look back at the the new staff that we brought on, and most of that took place in the second half of this year, I'm really pleased at the rapport that's developed, the collaboration, um, the willingness to grow professionally. And uh, in my four years here, I would have to say that I think we have the best mix of staff that we've had since I've been here. I agree. Absolutely agree with that. It definitely in the marketing and communications department, we're working with every single department here. And I find that we all just collaborate so well together. And I think that we've all done a very good job at, you know, bringing the new people in, you know, working them with the old is it what's the, the phrase, the silver and gold, you know, type of thing. Um, and things I think have just been fantastic this year. Mm-hmm. As Absolutely. a volunteer, yep. you can feel it. People are happy. It, and you can tell that. And I, I have to also say some of that is attributed to our wonderful new space here. Um, previous to the renovation, um, our staff was divided in disparate areas of the building, and we now have a much more collaborative workspace. And I don't think that should, I don't think we should underestimate the importance of that. New building, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> As one of the new members of the team, I have to agree. It is, it's very welcoming. It does feel like everybody works together really, really well. So that's definitely been nice. Um, was there a was there an accomplishment this year that you would say you're most proud of, either of you? Well, you know, we have spent a lot of this year focusing on various DEI work that we've been doing, whether it be the apology that we did or hiring new staff that will help carry us forward through the future various legislative accomplishments. So as a whole, the progression we have made in that area has really been something that I've been proud of. Yeah, I I would have to concur with everything Katie has said. And I think um, her leadership has 
been instrumental in the successes that we've accomplished in that regard. And, uh, you know, I think it will continue forward. Um, you know, it is a, a, a three-year plan, so we've got a lot to accomplish uh, in the remaining two years. And I'm sure that once we arrive at the end of the third year, we'll continue on even further. You know, I think the thing that's been amazing about all the DEI stuff is that I feel like we've really knocked it out of the park, though, in this first year with a lot of this stuff. Because I remember sitting in meetings and we're talking about, oh, we've, you know, done all these different aspects of it already. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's kind of exciting to actually see what the next two Mm -hmm. years actually will happen in that regard. Yeah, Dan and I, we were in a meeting with Felicia and she showed us the checklist of all the you know, goals that were set out for her and everything that's accomplished. And many of them aren't accomplishable, but are ongoing projects, right? But it was amazing to see all the checks. And so I'm excited for our Inclusion Advisory Committee to uh, give her some new ones. Absolutely. (laughs) For a list moving (laughs) forward. Um, There are two things I just want to touch on. One is external, one's internal. Uh, I'm very proud of the uh, flood relief efforts that we brought to the community. Uh, that was a joint collaboration with the Missouri Realtors and the St. Charles Realtors and, um, and the National Association of Realtors. And through their uh, Realtors Relief Fund, we were able to bring back $119,000 that we distributed to families in the area in the form of grants, uh, up to $1,500. And if it was a Realtor, uh, up to $2,500. Uh, so very happy about that. And then secondly, um, you know, we, we do a, a membership survey each year. And uh, this year we kind of tweaked some of the questions. And uh, the the questions that we asked gave us a lot better feedback, I think, in my opinion, as to um, the experience that the members receive when they interface with the association, whether that's walking in for an event or uh, because they have a problem that needs solved or they're calling on the phone. And, um, uh, you know, while there's always room for improvement, I have to say I was extremely pleased with the results, uh, the response we got from the membership. And uh, in general, uh, very pleased with the statistic that um, 88% of the members value their membership as either good or excellent. That's I think that's fantastic. I, I know to the note with the flood relief, the thing that has really amazed me, especially in my time here at the association so far, is how much the members and the realtors are really looking out for this community here in St. Louis. I, I think it's it's definitely like a, a holistic aspect that, you know, you have to take care of your community. You know, it's not just business. There is a whole community aspect to it. And I think that really is important. And so it was great to see how much we were able to raise for that flood relief and to be able to help all these people out. I think that you know, in, in the job we do day to day, we get to know people within our communities in ways that other people don't. I've had folks tell me that they're pregnant before they tell their own parents. <laughs> I've known clients were getting divorced before their spouse did. I've known all kinds of things, right? Because those are things that are intrinsic to buying a house. And the home they're going to live is is so personal that they share things with us that are deeply personal, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, we end up becoming much more intimately connected with our clients and then the communities. And so I would agree on that flood relief, seeing the devastation that it caused for people within our community and within our association, as Dan noted, 
we had, not only did we have lots of clients who were affected, but we had members who were impacted and affected. And to really be able to help those folks when we know them so well and so Mm -hmm. personally is really, really a good feeling. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Was there something you guys were not able to accomplish this past year that you hope the board is able to work on in 2023? Oh, well, you know, do we have to bring up the non-accomplishments? Look, so there are many projects that will continue throughout um, our our history and and, and I, I do hope to continue. One of them that was a really big goal of mine coming in was to make some progress and maybe do some legislative work or some work towards um, having a simpler uh, code permitting inspection process within the St. Louis County so it wasn't so fractured. And we've made a lot of progress towards that. It is obvious it's not accomplished, right? Um, However, we do have a coalition of people who are working on it. So the good news is it's not just St. Louis realtors working on it now. We have a coalition of 14 other organizations who have said this is important and a priority. So I know it, something will get done. I have faith in it. It takes time. <laughs> it does take time. You know, the things, these codes weren't put in in a day and they can't be undone in a day. But um, I have faith that we're going to have a easier place to do business in our region sometime soon. <laughs> and, you know, the, the really um, nice thing about that whole process really for me is, to see the the role that St. Louis Realtors has played in this, and um, you know the leadership that's coming from this organization across the community, and our community partners have certainly taken note as well. Huge shout out to Charlie Hinderleiter, oh, who yes. is leading this effort and really has plugged us in in so many ways with so many people that he knows. I think largely in part because of his work that he did before coming here. Um, through the Regional Chamber of Commerce, he just seems to know everybody and is liked by everybody. And um, so he has been so instrumental in this, and I'm so glad we have him on the team. It truly amazes me, the stuff that he knows and the things that he can do. There's times I'll have conversations with him, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, (laughs) I could never do that. Like, there's no way. It's just the fact that he can just pull it off. It's just, it's incredible. It really is. Well, for me, um, one of the major goals that we had for this past year was uh, to complete some major technology upgrades to the conference center, which is a huge, huge asset for St. Louis Realtors. And, um, you know, if if there's one thing we learned from COVID, that was that we were ill-equipped from a technology perspective to to really um, serve the members as if efficiently as effectively as we could especially in a virtual environment and so the tech upgrades really um, were twofold they were intended to allow us to set up a, uh, a virtual platform for our classrooms each of our three classrooms but also um, institute a new form of technology called voice lift technology. I know you all know what voice lift technology is, right? Yes. <laughs> but do our do our listeners know what it is? That's the big question. We better explain it for them. <laughs> well, you know, in a in a large conference room setting like what we have, you know, you've got your speakers who are typically amplified and the room can hear them generally, but it doesn't really lend itself well to interactive conversation with the students. And so what VoiceLift does is it amplifies the voices of the people 
in one part of the room just enough so that the other parts of the room can hear them clearly. And the the effect is that it's so subtle that the people in the room don't even realize that the technology is in place until you turn it off. Then they're you're like, well, what happened? And <laughs> um, the this technology was supposed to be in place in March. Due to supply chain issues, it didn't get completed until this fall. And I think there's actually still one or two aspects that still need to be completed. But we're looking forward to being able to hit the ground running next year and and really utilize this technology to you know close that physical space between members and the association and deliver programs that meet their needs how they need them. Sure, and I know that it it, it was kind of funny because in the beginning of the year it was always kind of like oh, it'll get done in February. It'll get done in March. It just kept getting pushed back. And it was interesting to see, though, how the supply chain affected, I think, everybody in the industry. I mean, there were aspects even with marketing. We were trying to order things for different events, and it took maybe a month or two extra. I remember just ordering pins for the association, and it almost took us probably like three or four extra months just to get the pins that we needed. If you think it was frustrating waiting on pins, <laughs> just let me tell you, I tried to remodel my bathroom in it. Oh, in the oh no. <laughs> and um, it has been a very long project, which is... Um, been pushed back more and longer than our tech upgrades. Oh. So, <laughs> so I look forward to that getting accomplished next year too. But yeah, I think every update I gave on the association included, you know, a new new goal deadline on our tech upgrades. So I'm glad that they are. It's all here physically. Yep. Um, just a couple little things to install, but we're not waiting on shipments. Uh, you know, on Southwest. Exactly. (laughs) So looking back at 2022, how has this year changed you? Has there been something or someone here at the association that has had a large impact on you? What's had the biggest impact on you? You know, not being from the region, you know, growing up in rural Illinois, um, uh, you know, I was somewhat shielded from a lot of the uh, challenges that oftentimes face urban areas. And you know, one of the eye-openers for me was the, you know, the history of racial tension in the region and the process we went through to arrive at uh, the, the diversity, equity, and inclusion objectives was rather eye-opening for me. And in particular, the event at Harristow, uh, where Katie delivered the apology from the association, um, was really quite moving and I had a vantage point that few people had. I was up on the stage with her. And so I got to look out into the crowd, into the auditorium, and see the expression on people's faces. And, and they were quite varied. Some were, you know, uh, receptive. Um, you could tell that some weren't quite so receptive, maybe arms crossed, which said to me that, um, you know, the apology was important, and it was good that we delivered it. But um, you know, it's equally as important that we follow through and fulfill the objectives that we set forward. Absolutely, I I know that in the planning stages, I feel like for the apology event, we were constantly meeting, talking to people from all different sorts of backgrounds, making sure that this was going to be done right, and it wasn't just going to be just kind of. Uh, echoless or uh, pointless words, if you will, that there was going to be a, there was a reason we were doing this and that we were taking action along with this. And that, that 
was a big aspect of this, I know. Yeah, and, and I have to agree. Speaking to folks after the event, too, um, from other organizations, um, to, uh, told me, uh, they came to me and said, I knew this was important, you know, but I didn't realize how it would impact me and how much I would feel it emotionally until I was there. And that was something I heard from various members and other folks who are maybe not members but were were at the event. And so it really spoke to me that like that was, you know, we were doing the right thing. We needed to be there. We needed to be doing it. Absolutely. For me, it has been amazing to see the impact that the realtor organization, be it St. Louis, Missouri, or National, has on our communities. So being having the opportunity to go to National Association of Realtor conferences and really see that continuum of, you know, like the impact that we have, rather being things like the apology or giving, doing the flood relief efforts, working on legislation that helps us all, right? And so seeing that continuum on the local, state, and national all working together, to me, has really been an impact that, you know, being involved in St. Louis, I see the things we do here locally, but getting to see it all over the country has really been nice. And I think that's one of the things I remember that we were talking about, too, when we were especially dealing with the apology, was that things start small. They start in these hometowns and these small cities like this, and they grow outwards. I I mean, all all great change, you know, or uh, all great journeys, as they say, start with a single footstep. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I think that we took that, I think, hopefully can set, you know, goals and standards for the rest of the country then, you Mm -hmm. know, to show, hey, you can do this, too. Yeah, all politics are local, right? That's what else they say. Yeah, and and making those connections and sharing, hearing what they're doing in, you know, Madison, Wisconsin, and them Mm -hmm. hearing what we're doing here and being able to trade information so you do have that, um, you know, we can affect and help folks throughout the country has been really nice. So for the last question that I have for you guys is, do you have any advice at all for our incoming 2023 president, Scott Haggerty, for this next year? I would just say to Scott that uh, he shouldn't hesitate to lean on his leadership team, uh, whether that's to help carry the water on on various items or to seek their advice and counsel. Um, you know, you've got Tina Siebert coming in as president-elect, Renee Browner as treasurer, um, Katie as our immediate past president, Sam Hall as our secretary. So, you know, we've got a great group of leaders there. And Scott should, you know, take advantage of that. Likewise, when it comes to the professional staff, I would encourage Scott to lean on us as well. Yeah, I'm certainly there for Scott anytime he wants to give me a call. But, you know, I know that Scott is going to do a great job, so I would um, be hesitant to give him too much advice because I know he's going to knock it out of the park. But, uh, yeah, I'm certainly there for there for him um, anytime he needs me. You know, anytime I've worked with Scott this past year, he really is an amazing guy. He's the nicest person, super friendly, very easy to work with. I I can say without a doubt, I am very, very excited to have his leadership for this association this next year in 2023. Katie, Dan, thank you so much for joining us here today. This has been a fantastic conversation, and I think we had a very amazing conversation 2022 here at the association. So thank you again. Dan, I would have to agree. And I, I'd just like to thank Katie again for, for her leadership as our president this past year. Yeah. Thanks to all of you. Um, 
and I look forward to next year. Yeah, yeah. we'll see everybody in 2023. Yep. you for listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.